to the Basic Money Matters Show, where we take the complicated financial parts of your life and business and make it easy for you to understand. We discuss tools and tips to help you manage your personal and business finances. Are you ready to get your finances in order? I am your host, Annette Sullivan, Certified Public Accountant and CEO of Temple Management Consulting. So very glad that you joined us on today. Are your finances falling through the cracks? Today we're going to bring to you some tips on how smart financial management can get your organization back on track. If you run a business, have a nonprofit organization, this is for you. If your business or other organization isn't doing as well as you think it should, or if it's not doing well at all, maybe it's time for some serious assessment of your finances. So let's talk about how smart financial management can help you and your business turn the corner. Now, your company's product or service could very well be in high demand. If you run a nonprofit organization, your programs could be very much needed in the community and you are serving that community. Your employees could be absolutely wonderful and doing the best job possible. You, your business, you could be bringing in more revenue than you imagine. But if you don't have good financial management, your business or your nonprofit organization still has the potential to fail. Surprisingly enough, we all know there is always that potential. In fact, between 67 and 96% of businesses fail in 10 years. One in five, that's 20% of businesses, will fail within the first year. That's pretty startling. Now, these business failures are most often due to what? Poor fiscal management. When we say fiscal, we basically mean money management, financial management. So smart financial management is the best way to make sure your business or nonprofit does not fail. If you've got that part taken care of, you are going to likely be in great shape down the road. Now, we will highlight some important reasons why businesses fail, particularly in this area, finances, and how you can help your business or nonprofit get back on track with its finances. So, financial reasons. This is all about today, financial reasons 
that businesses or other organizations fail. Companies fail. Simply this, when they can't pay bills or cover their operating expenses, period. It's no different from you and I personally. It's called bankruptcy, personally. If we get to the point where we cannot pay our bills and we have more debt, more expenses than we have coming in and there's no way that we can see out of it, Oftentimes, people will have to file bankruptcy and take other actions. It's no different from a business. So with a business, uh, lack of capital, mismanaging cash, and poor growth decisions are three, three of the biggest financial pitfalls that cause companies to fail. So let's talk about lack of capital, lack of capital, number one. So when, when you start out a business, your business plan has to ensure that you have the capital that you need in order to provide enough of a cushion to cover all of the expenses relating to your products and services. You've got to have enough capital. So it's not unusual for companies to run out of money or need more money than you plan after launching the business. And maybe it's because of unexpected costs. This is a major issue. So without working capital, working capital is basically the money you need to pay day-to-day expenses, operating expenses. So without working capital, businesses run into what we call cash flow problems and cannot secure more investors or loans, easily at least. If a company grows fast, the capital needed to sustain it, as calculated by the original business plan, that capital might change. The capital needs might change. So for nonprofit organizations, you will call this lack of capital, lack of funding. That's the terminology that you use in your nonprofit organization. It's funding sources, okay? Now, most of the nonprofit funding comes from donations and grants. Now, as a nonprofit, while your programs are very vital to the community, there must be money in place to run those programs. That might sound pretty obvious, but oftentimes when we have something that we love so much, we're so near and dear, we will keep it going even though something in the back of our minds say, this is not right, we don't have enough money, but it's the heartfelt closeness of this program or activities that may often keep you trying to run something that is not profitable or properly funded. So that is why it's it's important to have objective people around you, vis-a-vis a board of directors or other executive management staff to help hold you accountable. Okay, and also 
they are not as emotional or near to these programs uh, as you may be and can make a decision in a more objective manner. So you should always endeavor to give your board all of the information that is necessary in order to help you in that organization to stay out of trouble. So to, going back to the nonprofit, so if money for a program, if funding for a program decreases, decreases, or goes away, you will have to revisit whether you can continue that program or adjust the program offerings. Ask yourself, do you have the cash reserves in place to fill a short-term gap in funding? You, however, should not utilize your reserves to run a program that simply just does not have any funding sources. This is a recipe for potential disaster. Mismanaging cash. Number two, mismanaging cash. Businesses can't survive when running solely on profits, especially if clients or customers are not paying you right away. Now, one of the hardest things for most people to understand is the difference between profits and cash. We have no intentions of having an accounting class right here. However, we do want to distinguish between a book profit and cash. Okay? You can have, you can be profitable when you look at your profit and loss statement but you may have little to no cash to pay the bills. And how can that be? Well, if you offer credit to your customers, meaning they can purchase your goods or services and pay you later, that's credit. Well, at the time that they purchase your good or service, that is revenue that you can rightly so put on your books. And that's a part of your profit. But they've purchased it. You have revenue, but they have not yet paid you. So therefore, cash has not come to you. So that's why you can have a difference between a profit number and cash if you offer credit to your customers. And if that customer never ever pays you, it becomes a bad debt. You'll have you will have had revenue on the books, but never received the cash. So that's why it's very, very important as a business owner that you have policies and procedures. You must have policies and procedures in place around who you will offer credit to, what procedures you would have in place to check the viability and uh, the ability to pay for uh, the, this customer who you may potentially extend credit to. You 
you will not want to extend credit to anyone who asks. People are at different levels of credit risk. And your organization should have a policy around the level of risk that you're able to tolerate. If that's zero, you probably don't want to offer credit at all. However, offering credit to customers is a way to generate more sales revenue. So there's a delicate balance. So not only do you have to have a policy in place and procedures in place around offering credit to your customers, you need to also have such policies and procedures in place around how to collect from your customers. At what you are not a bank or a financing organization, so typically you should be extending credit for short periods of time. Your customers should be paying you within 30 days. So there should be a policy in place around what happens, what will you and your employees do uh, when the customer goes beyond 30 days. You will send a statement or whatever that might be. Having these policies and procedures in place, knowing what they are and following them is key to cash flow. So when we talk about profits, so you cannot run your business off of book profits. You obviously must know at all times from a book perspective how much cash your organization has available to run the business. You should not rely on calling the bank nor looking at your bank statement. That is not the proper way. The proper way is simply to keep track of all of your cash transactions on your books in your accounting system. And why should you not rely on the bank? Well, there are often differences between what is on your books and what the bank has. Simply because you may have written checks and those checks have not yet cleared. If they've not cleared, the bank will show a higher balance than you really have. You may have made a deposit and the bank has not given you credit for that deposit yet. So the best way and the only true correct way to know how much your organization has in cash is by keeping track of all cash transactions on your books and referring to your books when you want to know how much you have. Now, it might seem that increasing sales might be a good solution to cash flow problems, but if expenses for increasing sales are too high, this approach can also lead to cash flow problems. Typically, when you increase sales, your expenses are going to increase as well. So you need to be able to monitor your expenses and revenues and 
Set your prices accordingly and appropriately. All businesses and nonprofit organizations and any other organization, you must have a tight handle on cash flow. You have to understand historically, and when I say historically, I mean last month and the night and the month before. You must understand historically what your net cash inflow or outflow was. In addition, you need to have a process in place to be able to project out into the future. And that future might be the next month or the next two months or the next three months. But you need to have a process in place to project cash flows in the future. Why? Cash flow projections are going to tell you whether there is trouble ahead. And by knowing if there is trouble ahead, as you all know, if you can see out into the future and you have something that says, oops, in three months, based off of my cash flow projections, I am going to be short in the month of May, you can now put some things in place in order to not be short in the month of May. You can take action. You can draw down on a line of credit or, or, or establish a line of credit in time before the month of May arises or utilize some of your reserves or reduce expenses. The point is a business cannot run effectively. You cannot make good business decisions without having cash flow projections. Number three, growth decisions. Another critical area of financial management is how a business handles growth. Whether it's selling more than ever before, or if you're expanding into new markets with new products or services, business growth should be intentional. New business and increased business, as I said before, costs money. So if a business doesn't plan accordingly, it can drain resources and potentially take a turn for the worse. So we've just talked about three key areas of financial management that causes businesses to fail. Number one, a lack of capital or lack of funding uh, mismanaging cash, not handling, not having a handle on your cash flow and not properly keeping track of your cash on your books, not doing cash projections and then growth decisions. So let's let's talk about ways to get back on track financially. Number one, we all have to reevaluate, reevaluate. Stepping back to look at the company finances is an excellent first step to getting back on track financially. The pandemic impacted so many businesses with devastating losses, but it also changed the way we do business 
in a lot of ways. If you haven't already, take the financial temperature of your business to determine what areas of your business needs attention to the most. So how do you do this? You may hire a financial professional to provide a holistic objective reevaluation. Or you can, if you have the financial savvy to do so, you can do that yourself. But having an objective third party working collaboratively with you and the other financial minds at your company will help assess the real picture of the company's finances. Another part of this step is to clarify your employees' roles and redesignate responsibilities as appropriate. So getting a clear financial picture is a very much needed first step for any business trying to get back on track. Let's understand where we are. Look at everything. If you if you know that you're off track, you know there's going to be some trouble ahead, you stop, you take the time to reevaluate. Number 2, ways to get back on track financially. Get rid of any excesses. Excesses. After assessing the company's finances, you will be in a good place to know where you can begin to cut expenses. You can you'll be able to find less expensive, less expensive uh, services, contractors, you should be able to get rid of unnecessary equipment or unnecessary space. A lot of businesses have unnecessary space today as a result of the pandemic. You're still working remote. Your people are working remote and you have facilities. You may have a lease. You may have to renegotiate some terms, but everything should be looked at. Explore ways to cut costs. You may even begin to look at some cost-effective digital tools to use in your business. Any of these strategies can help your company or nonprofit finances get back on track. Review the market. Number three, market competition or benchmarking yourself with other nonprofit organizations. So as you review market competition, you can look and see uh, for your industry and for your market, what is selling and how well it's selling. Marketing tactics for increasing sales is another effective method for getting your own business back on track financially. Know your company's value in the market. It's fundamental in understanding how to position your brand. When you do market comparisons, it will reveal areas where your business can improve or even beat the competition. It's also helpful for, once again, nonprofits 
to benchmark themselves or compare themselves to similar nonprofits with similar uh, programs. And finally, number four, growth and marketing. Growth and marketing. After assessing your organization, after cutting the fat, and after reviewing the competition, it's now time to think about strategies for the company to build and reach new clients or customers. What are those strategies you need to put in place to reach new clients or customers? Smart growth and marketing not only involve all the information gathered in the first three steps, but also considers new ways in which people are doing business in 2022. As a result of the pandemic, there are so many new ways that we are doing business. You don't want to be left behind. You need to, if you're doing things the same way you were doing them pre-pandemic, I would guess that you have a huge opportunity to reinvent, assess, and establish and implement new processes, digitize some things that maybe you haven't been able to do in the past or have had time to do, but there are new ways to do business and you want to be as efficient as possible. Are there products or services that you are selling that are becoming obsolete? Is your marketing reaching the right audience? What can you do to be on the right growth path? And who do you need to be talking to or talking with to get there? These basic questions can ensure that your company is moving toward the right track financially. So, smart financial management is what we're talking about for every type of organization every type of organization. What does it include? So financial management should be formulated with your short and long-term goals. Financial management should be holistic and include you monitoring your capital needs and cash flow, as we've said. And financial management should be specific to your unique company, your unique industry, and your business model. A business's financial management should provide insight and forecasting or projections to make sure that no aspect of your finances are falling through the crack. That's a key word, insight. If you are not able to look at your books, run reports, or have the information 
to provide you with insight as to where you've been where and where you are, then you need to reinvent your financial management practices and accounting practices for that matter. For you should have, your business should have the information available right there. Your day-to-day accounting processes should be able to provide you with insight as to where you've been and where you are. And your goal is to take that information and get further insight through cash projections into the future. So to help you, there are always accountants, bookkeepers, financial advisors, or other professionals uh, that have a track record of helping businesses get back on track. And many of them specialize uh, in businesses in your industry or sector. Please, businesses or nonprofit organizations should spare no expense when it comes to smart financial management and planning. It could be the difference between survival, growth, or failure. So I hope this information uh, has been helpful. It's always challenging running a business. It's a thrill. Congratulations to you all who are new business owners and were those who are in your first or second year. We are all challenged, but the key is to not run away from the challenges, but take it head on and keep in mind that This aspect of your business is extremely, extremely important. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. And uh, we just thank you for joining us for the Basic Money Matters show. Keep in mind that all of our shows are broadcast on hindsightmediaradio.com. And on hindsightmediaradio.com, there is always something good to talk about and something good to listen to. You can also find us on TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to tune in for the next episode of Basic Money Matters.